Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week you watch a movie, usually a bad one, you crack a couple jokes, give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by Mishro. <laughs> that was a person, believe it or not, and we also have Cowboy. Yes, I may not be a bag of Skittles, but you can taste my rail. <laughs> uh, this week, we continue our quarantine block of episodes to help us through these tough times. As you know, movies are not being released right now, so my usual method of choosing movies has also been quarantined. So keeping that in mind, we're going through lists of movies that each of us are choosing that are underrated but should be watched in our minds. Uh, this week, <laughs> uh, Mishiro picked a movie. Which yes, I did. To me, it reminds me of the days of spoilers where we were doing bad movies. Uh, not to give away my opinions on the movie, but it's real bad. Uh, this is directed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, it's 2014's Falcon Rising. Falcon Rising. It is directed by Ernie Barbarush. Barbarush. It stars Michael J- Jai White. Is it Jai? J- yeah, let's go with that. Michael Jai White. Uh, Neil McDonough, Jimmy Navarro, Miley Ruperto, and Latif Crowder. Let's do the synopsis, then we'll get into our thoughts of the movie. Chapman is an ex-Marine in Brazil's slums, battling the Yakuza outfits who attacked his sister and left her for dead. Cowboy, have you seen this movie before? Not only have I not seen this movie before... I'd never heard of this movie before. Yes, which is not a rare showing for Maestro when he picks movies. Yeah. A lot of the time they are, what? <laughs> that sounds like a made-up movie. Oh, I watched it. Yeah, it's a made-up movie. It just shouldn't... <laughs> I don't know how it got released. <laughs> so, Maestro, why did you pick this movie? I liked it because it's got a strong male uh, black man as the role model. As a person dealing with a lot of uh, pain from the, the previous war, and one of my friends uh, is the stuntman in one of the films. Oh, the film. really? That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, for this, uh, uh, yeah, there's a pretty decent amount of stunts in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You know that one bit where they're fighting in the what's it called in you know in the it's the 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 big the grocery store the palazzo the palazzo the the giant the giant mansion with a bunch of women and stuff like that uh the hacienda let's call that okay the hacienda yeah that's what they called it okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm but, pretty um, sure now i'm doubting myself fuck it who cares i know right so so yeah they're fighting in the in, in the fight scene when they find out that he's actually in the complex that's better. It's called the complex. In that complex, sure. and a bunch of like guys in black start running out to try and fight him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. One of my one of my friends is a stuntman in there. Oh, all right. So does that mean he was he was a, an actual cast in there, or it was a, another guy standing there? And then once he was getting hit, it was your friend that was taking the hits, or was he? No, he was full he, on. He did full on stuntman. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Saw so his face and everything. Pretty cute. Nice. All right. Yeah, well, props to him, man. I'll give I'll give out the name later. Oh, okay. You gotta look it up, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, cowboy, then. What do you? I want to hear your your thoughts. We're leaving the movie theater. We just watched this because Maestro said, "Hey guys, I got a fun idea for a movie. Let's go watch a movie." We go with Maestro. We're leaving the theater. Yes. What is the first Excellent. thing out of your mouth as we as we leave the theater? 
thank God Maestro paid for my ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, to be quite honest with you, um, the the only part of this movie I enjoyed were the fight scenes. Yep. Um, I haven't seen many martial arts or uh, fighting movies where they use um, what I would say a katana, uh, uh, a sword, mm-hmm. a Japanese sword. Um, I don't even know if it was Japanese, some Asian sword. Right. Um, I'm not versed in the different swords, <clears throat> although I do have a katana. Um, anyway, um, uh, my impression of it, it was a typical cookie cutter movie. Um, you knew what was going to happen. It was very predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did something this time that I don't normally do when there's a movie I don't know about or I've never heard of. I actually watched the trailer before the movie. Uh-huh. And uh, Adam, you know this because I told you that I watched the trailer before the movie. <laughs> yeah. And what the fuck did I do that for? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think I might have enjoyed portions of the movie more had I not seen the trailer and knew what the whole fucking plot of the movie and everything was going to be before yeah. I watched the movie. But um, it, it was. Um, it spoke maestro through the whole thing. Yes, it did. Um, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a maestro movie. <laughs> exactly. But um, like I said, I did enjoy the fight scenes, the action scenes. Everything else was kind of like, nah, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> we, when uh, we were watching it, I was watching with Annie, and she said, oh, so you guys stopped doing good movies, huh? You start we went back to the original spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers formula. It's like, no, this this is still supposed to be a good movie. It's a Maestro pick. You said, oh, Maestro, got it. Checks. It all checks out now. <laughs> I, I decided to watch the, the trailer this time. And the reason why I decided to watch the trailer this time is because I'd never heard of the movie. And I didn't even know it was like, had, I, had you would have just told me, uh, it's, it's martial arts. I would have been like, all right, I'll just watch it. It's probably one of these freaking five Venom movies, you know, <laughs> and and I just would watch it and find something to enjoy out of it. But I, I had to watch the trailer because I was like, I don't know this because when you look it up, you see a black guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not thinking martial arts. <laughs> you're not. Well, I don't know why. That's it's like, it's, it's, I don't know if that's stereotypical or whatever, but you're not thinking martial arts when you see. Marine black guy, you know? It, it, it is and it is not. Uh, because, because I know this guy. I've, I've seen this guy in other films as well. I, I, I knew this is going to be a martial arts film because it has this guy as a lead. He, he's, he's pretty well known. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. He's pretty well known as a martial artist in his oh, films. Yeah. Like everything he does is always martial arts, this guy. Even Spawn had martial arts in it. Right. But was, was he inside the Spawn suit for, for the movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's not surprising. It, it just seems weird because... He's, he's he's a very attractive man. Uh, oh, and, and he, but in Spawn, you see him only at the beginning, and then the rest of the time he's covered up. Yeah. And uh, to, to me, that's that's a waste. That's a waste of a beautiful black man to not to not be able to see him and all of his glory throughout yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, but th- that was more a show off of of his skill versus his physique, I guess. Yeah. In Spawn, um, which uh, Spawn I think is also a very good pick to do <laughs> for spoilers if we haven't done it already. I don't remember. Terry Terry Crews is a fine black man. Yes, he true. is. Absolutely. President Camacho. Yeah. <laughs> From Idiocracy, <laughs> one of the earlier episodes. So I was actually torn when I chose this film. I was going to do Never Back Down. Not the first one. The third one. 
Oh, that's right. We talked about this. <laughs> I don't know if this was on the podcast last week or not, but it might have been after the podcast. We were talking about Never Back Down. The first movie has one actor, and then the, the second, third movie have a new one. So the, yeah. the main actor backed down, uh, unlike the film suggests. Well, the, uh, if I <laughs> sorry, if I if I remember correctly, the third movie you couldn't find any information on it as far as like Rotten Tomatoes or right. any of that information. Yep, yep, that was it. Okay, that that one I think was directly to DVD though. I think that's the reason why. Right. Oh, that's going to come up later. Uh, by the way, in this show, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I do have quite a bit of notes here. I think the, the, the main thing as I, as I walk away from this movie is uh, this is 100% a B-movie where the acting does not matter. The storyline does not matter. This is all about the fight sequences, uh, which Cowboy was already saying. The, the fight sequences were pretty good. I, I do have issues with the final fight sequence, which it was kind of <laughs> – you have uh, a sword – you have a super skilled fighter and then a cop. And it was like three versus one in which in no semblance of reality should our hero have won that fight. What are you talking about? It's three on one. And it's mm-hmm. at least one very good fighter that we've was already been established. Uh, a guy mm-hmm. with a fucking sword in there. And then another guy that's, I don't know, he's just um tough looking guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. With a do rag, yeah. Uh, but the the act, the acting through that entire movie was atrocious. It was yeah, so bad. There, there was even yeah. a, there was even a scene in which they talked to a photographer that took pictures of a encounter. And looking at the pictures and the photographs, I'm like even the photographs are bad acting. It's like they're, they're staged in such a shitty way of just like oh oh oh. It's like what? these are obviously <laughs> these are obviously. <laughs> like directed <laughs> pictures that are being taken and by the way if this photographer was hiding he was he was hiding three feet away from them as he was taking pictures it's like the, none of this none of this is good <laughs> aside from the fighting everything was horrible i feel like this is gonna be great because <laughs> like not only uh because like i'm i'm i am i am completely happy that you guys like the martial arts part of the film and i'm even happier knowing that you think that that's the best part because the rest of the acting and all the stuff other stuff you can pick apart and laugh about how bad it was because that's what i was hoping for okay this is basically like martial arts uh porn where it's like you're watching the entire movie to get to the fight scenes and you're fast forward fast forward where's the fight scene fast forward, fast forward. where's the fight scene <laughs> that's a great analogy <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that it's like Property porn. <laughs> like, right. oh, I'm here to show you this house and blah, blah, blah. That's what I wanted. Just right. get to it. Right. All of the, all of the script and dialogue in between. It's, I, give me some gonzo fighting. Give me just gonzo just martial arts. Scenes. Right. Just the fight scenes. That's all I want to see. All this in give me stuff. an hour and a half of fight scenes. Right. I don't need this filler. I know you guys think you're making an actual movie, but no, we're here for the fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fight porn. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, let's see, fighting bad guys for life. Okay, this this is the there was a lot of murder also happening in in Brazil. I, I don't know how lax their law enforcement is over there, but there was a lot of people dying that should have been a bigger deal than it was. I, I think you can say I I think you can actually say that for a lot of movies that we watch. Yeah, I mean the, a lot of movies that we watch. There's all this shooting and all this crap going on around the city and stuff like that. 
no cops, no nothing going around chasing them. Uh, what was the, uh, the the last? Oh shoot, the last movie we watched. Uh, not not mine, but the one before it. Um, with Val Kilmer. With Val Kilmer. Oh, kiss kiss bang bang. Kiss kiss bang bang. All kinds of shit going on. Where were yeah. all the cops? Yeah. yeah. There's no cops around blocking off crime scenes and all over yeah. the place. You got car chases and shit and gunshots yeah. going off. No cops. Yeah. You no, know, I feel I feel like this is like so, like it's told very well in Hot Fuzz. The guy said <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Everyone in the mom's packing guns. Right. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Except the difference is uh, unlike Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in this movie – they are surrounded by cops constantly. So the cops are there, but they're not doing anything about it. We're, we're, no. With Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and movies like that, you can, in your mind at least, say, oh, the cops were somewhere else and they just didn't get there fast enough. In this movie, the cops well, are already there. <laughs> they're already there. Yeah, but you, you, you got you got to understand uh, a lot of law enforcement um, in South America is corrupt. Yeah, we learned that. Is this this is Brazil? Yes, this is Brazil. Yeah. Okay. Yep. South America. Gotcha. Yep. Is it South? It is South. Yeah. South America. South America dude. Yeah. Now you're confusing me. Now, Maestro's uh, questions now have me doubting my It's knowledge. not South Africa. It's South America, dude. Just because there was a black guy in this doesn't mean it was in South Africa, okay? <laughs> that's not, Whoa. That's not what I was thinking. Is it Central? No. It is South. Uh, dude, Brazil is Yeah. It's Yes, I know. Okay. See, I knew it. I just Maestro had me doubting. This is what Maestro does. He gets in your brain and he starts messing and you don't know what's what anymore. What's reality? Damn it, Maestro. Was this movie not real? I thought we were watching a documentary. Yeah. No. No, that, that was last week's movie. That was more of a documentary, or at least it was more based on, on real reality. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so so the, the cops, uh, there was the fight scene in the, yeah. in, the, in the slums of Brazil where yeah. the cops are arresting a bunch of people that have a bunch yeah. of guns. And mm-hmm. then uh, they get stood up by the civilians or the criminals. And... Uh, Let's make a deal. Let's fight. Your best guy against my best guy. If I win, uh, we live and we leave. If I if I lose, we disappear. You get all your guns back. We release all your prisoners, and we never come back here again. Obviously, a setup. <laughs> it's obviously this guy, the, the the fighter guy there with the um, with the giant dreadlocks that can move around like he's dancing. He's so yep. so limber. Capoeira. Capoeira. Yeah, that reminded me of that uh, one. Um, Character in was it not Mortal Kombat? Was it Mortal Kombat? No. Um, you know, you know that not Street Fighter. Mortal, it was the one the guy that went around. You know, and he came right on radio. What's that? <laughs> but you know that the the guy with the dreadlocks. You guys didn't play the game, did you? You're what? talking about the Ken dude. Tekken. Oh, yes. Tekken. Uh, is it Tekken? I've been saying Tekken all this time. Is it called Tekken? Dude, I, I grew up. It was called Tekken. Everybody called it Tekken. It's called Tekken. God damn it, Maestro. Did you do it again? Did you get my brain to make me doubt myself? You bastard. It, it doesn't matter. I'm still calling it Tekken. It don't, could be Tekken. Don't, don't, just, don't just stand there and smile. <laughs> Give us answers, Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? All right, moving on. Why do you do this to us, Maestro? <laughs> All right. that was now I'm going to go download to Ken 3. <laughs> uh, all right. 
So it was, it was another scene that I think should have caused a lot more alarm than it actually did. Uh, once uh, uh, Michael White, uh, yeah, Michael White, right? Yeah, Michael White. Once Michael White gets it, gets to Brazil, and he's, I want to see, I want to see the crime scene. Take him to the crime scene. He's with the the cop, and also which whatever version of the FBI uh, that they have. And he, th- there's a, a car backfires. And he takes the gun from the cop and starts pointing it at, in the direction of where the backfire came from. There was there was no alarm. It, it wasn't like, "Whoa, dude, you can't take an officer's gun!" And then like they, they like turn on him. They're just kind of standing there. Oh, that was weird. Are you okay, man? Can I have my gun back? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? There should be more outrage from this. You just took a gun from an officer. We don't know who you are. You just showed up here and you want to. Yes, we got it. It's your sister that's all uh, beat up and on the verge of death, but. You can't take a cop's gun. What? There's no. It's, it's lawless. This area is lawless, and it's very upsetting. It's, okay. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, also, at the one of the opening scene, not the opening scene, but the when the plot kind of reveals itself, and yes. we're in Brazil, and it opens up to the the girl, the uh, Michael White's sister laying on the rocks, beaten, bruised, and on the verge of death. It starts panning through the crowd, the people that are standing there, and it focuses on this one guy who's looking super sinister. And then later on, Michael White goes and he finds the guy, and he's just, he's just mean-mugging, and he's like, you don't... He looks like a badass. They get, yeah. they get in a fight. He kicks everybody's ass until the cop shows up and says, wait, you can't... Don't fight that guy. He knows your sister. He's friends with your sister. That dude, the thug, the guy that was mean mugging, his face instantly changes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry we had to fight, but it's just I didn't – I don't know what you were fighting. He becomes instantly super compassionate and he's very he's, – he's a lovable character from that point forward. And it, to the point where it's just like it destroys everything before. And, and that's just part of, the, I think, just bad acting that is rampant in this movie. Yeah, I, you're supposed to look tough. I get it, but as soon as your as soon as your scene comes up, that whole mean mugging face disappears, and now it's oh sorry oh yeah sorry sir oh how can I help you here's a here's a here's a picture here's a here's a here's a notebook you want a notebook so uh, this guy we know <laughs> big, biggest bad guy we know we call him Tiny <laughs> it's just it was it was real bad <laughs> uh, let's see what else I got here. Uh, uh-huh. th- th- there was a there was a little flub with uh, continuity. Uh, oh, when- you talking about the part with the urine? No, no. Okay, that's another one. <laughs> no, it, it's right after the scene happens where we see the okay. uh, the thug become a regular person that we care about. Uh, okay, instantly he hands the notebook over to to Michael White, and there's a bunch of pages torn out. Yes. In the very next scene, he's still holding that notebook, and all the pages have returned. There's a it's a it's a small little flub, but it's yeah. it's just a. Yeah, we don't pay a lot for your uh, cast. Buddy. That's what happens. Oh, do you? I, um, you uh-huh. No, I was just going to uh, throw my two cents in here. I think I know what I'm going to do to make Maestro's picks more enjoyable um, when I watch them. I'm going to make a drinking game out of it. Every ridiculous scene I come upon, I'm going to take a shot. Oh, then, dude, don't do, don't tell me that, man. No, also, don't tell me that. I'll make it a serious film where nothing like that happens. 
It's also going to take you three days to watch a movie because you would have passed out after 20 minutes uh, each time watching the movie. <laughs> as long as I've got plenty of headway to watch the movie before this podcast, maybe yeah. I won't need to drink so much during the podcast because I'll still be drunk right. from trying to watch the movie for four days. Right. <laughs> Let's see. Moving on to the next scene of horrible acting. Or, Mitchell, you were going to say something? You had something that you wanted to uh, before Cowboy jumped in there? Uh, if you do have something to say, then uh, please say so. There was another flub. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, your microphone. There was off. another flub when uh, <laughs> we were at there at the club, right. and the guy was doing the interrogation in the bathroom. Oh my god! Did you see that? I uh, no, I have other issues with this entire scene. But what did you see? What oh, the, did you did you watch his shirt change every single time he went back and forth? <laughs> really? Like, the, yeah. the the DJ? Yeah. <laughs> Not not the color of the shirt didn't change, of course, but like the the amount of water, oh, I see. urine was on it, kept on changing from completely splattered to barely anything. Okay, <laughs> perfect. There, there oh, was another so scene that was kind of like that, the same kind of way you're talking about when when Michael White uh, first sees the uh, the Asian girl that was masquerading as a nurse <laughs> when uh, they're driving off and, and he's being shot at by people and he takes a gun from a cop and a clip also from the cop so he's got he's holding the gun in one hand and the clip in the other hand and they're like next to each other so he's firing 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 until the uh he runs out of ammo he he drops the magazine from the gun he's firing and puts the other magazine inside of it the it keeps jumping back and forth between him having the clip in his hand still and him already having used the clip. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so like, bang, bang, bang. Oh, no clip there. Next, Now he takes out a different guy. The clip's there. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, the clip's back. Oh, bang, bang, bang. Clip's gone. <laughs> so the, 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 the films, uh, the, the, the scenes that they shot, they put them back in out of order when they were doing the editing. And I'm sure it was good at the time, but you can notice the clip because you can see the rounds at the top of the clip when he's holding the gun in certain scenes. Eh, anyway, <laughs> a lot of continuity issues with this. Uh, let's see. The uh, oh, speaking of the, the 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 Asian actress, the one that was working for the Yakuza, uh, that played the nurse. Every single time she was on the screen, she was awful. Uh, she, she was her, her faces were. Uh, uh, it was almost like she was uh, acting as if uh, she was in an anime with the, with the way the faces kind of changed drastically from ah, ah, oh, ah. It, just, it was so over the top. And even when she dies, it was kind of like, what? <laughs> that, right? Uh, so ridiculous. Was it, it was horrible. Was it, sort of like, it was sort of like that uh, the movie Commando, the black actress in the movie Commando. Way overreacted to everything. <laughs> you know, oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember her? Oh my god, it was just it was it was bad. All, all everybody in this movie acting was atrocious. The only person that I enjoyed their acting, and by the end of the movie I was very confused, was the um, the, the the friend uh, Neil Neil Mc, uh, Madonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. He the, as, as soon right? as. You were waiting for a heel turn, weren't you? Absolutely. The whole time. And he was even saying, <laughs> I wonder which one of these guys is going to end up being the bad guy. And I was like, well, it's that guy. He's never been the good guy. He's always the bad guy in everything he does. So I was just waiting for him to turn and be the bad guy. And then at the end, I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> That's a nice twist, right? Yeah, because I'm expecting him to turn the entire time. <laughs> The no, right? entire t- I expected to find out he's the one that, with his hands, beat his, his, the sister. The, like, yeah, you're going to find out a lot of things, and then eventually it's going to come down to 
yeah, she got too close to the truth. So I had to take her down. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, believe mm-hmm. me, it was a hard thing I ever had to do because I love your family, but I still had to kill her or try to. <laughs> that, that's, the whole movie, I was expecting that, that scene to happen. And when it did yep. not, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so, so, t- so wait, hold on a second. Then. Okay, look, before I go on further, okay? Yeah. Okay, first off, this movie was so bad it was funny. Absolutely. So was, you, enjoyed the, you enjoyed laughing at it, right? <laughs> okay, next, next. It had a hell of a twist where you're looking for the bad guy that never showed up. Right. Uh huh. So that was a hell of a twist you didn't expect well, coming. The, the bad guy showed up. It was just it wasn't the bad guy I was expecting. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, the bad guy you were hoping for. Then the, that was a hell of a twist for you, right? And <laughs> the action sequences were on par, right? Yeah, the action sequences. Overall, were good. I enjoyed. You enjoyed the time watching the film. You didn't expect the outcome, and. The film had action sequences you couldn't say no to. Okay. <gasps> Sounds like a good movie to me. Oh. <laughs> it was much more fun to watch than many of your other choices. <laughs> I will say that. I, I did overall, I, I wasn't angry at the end. I was just like, maybe because I'm oh, used on. to you now. Maybe I'm used to the stuff you do to me. So, like, all right, in the scheme of things, he could have done worse. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You can't hold mixed nuts against me. That was you, all you. <laughs> No, no, I'm holding Zombievers against you. I'm holding, uh, what's the, Grabbers? Uh, Grabbers was good. The, you can't say no to that. That the, was fun. It was in a, the Assassin 2 you know, or something. Uh, what critters. Ninja Assassin, Critters. Yeah, I, There's a lot more than that to hold against you, my brother. I, I will say, what was the um, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? Um, amazing, out of left field, good movie that you chose. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh-huh. And that's all that comes to mind. <laughs> oh, then you're going to want to. Who picked the one LARPing movie? I think that was Adam. Uh, it's possible. Was wait, wait, no, no, no. No, that was, that was you, my show. The Knights of Badass Them. Oh, yeah. The Knights of Badass Them. Yes. That was good. That, that was, was good. Okay. That I was, give you credit for that one. Also, yeah, yes. Uh, very, very well yeah. done. Yeah. Also, the Unbox series. Yes. 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 Uh, I, I do enjoy. But see, I, if I watched an Unbox movie, I would probably hate it the same way. Where it's like, okay. just well, get okay. to the fight scenes. The fight scenes, okay, he's great. He's a great fighter. I just have to say this, okay, man? Okay. You love Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> you, your opinions mean nothing to me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Annie was watching this movie because she started watching Avatar on Netflix, the, uh, the, the actual animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she said, there's a lot of episodes here. I'll just watch the movie instead. And, <gasps> and I told her, Never tell anybody that likes Avatar. This is how you got your information for the for the Avatar series. They will hate you. This movie apparently is the worst. I enjoyed it because I didn't watch the Avatar series, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bad representation. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, <laughs> indication. Uh, we need to do the uh, if, if we're doing a martial arts movie, we need to do uh, Ip Man. We, we, I think we, we did, did the first, first one. Right? Did you guys? Yeah. Did, you did? Yeah. We did the yeah. first one. How about uh, Kung Fu Hustle? I think we did that one too, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah. There's the one with the, one with, uh, the, the, the frog guy. Oh, uh, I wasn't on this. I'll shut up now. I missed it. <laughs> the frog guy. I'm going to say we have done it just so we don't have to do it just in case we haven't. Uh, let's see. Oh. Moving on. Uh, oh, speaking, oh, speaking of the scene you were talking about, the DJ. Uh, at the bathroom and uh, his lack of wetness on his shirt uh, or <laughs> and whatnot. What? Why 
why is he doing his illegal businesses on his potty breaks where he, he has a suitcase that he got while he was DJing? He gets a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Was the suitcase there behind the thing the entire time? Did somebody bring it to him and like, hey, look this over or whatnot? Well, like honestly, it's probably yeah, it's probably the case. Because thinking of it this way, a lot of people going to the same room, all the ones you can hide whoever came there to give it to you. Um, the DJ himself, no one really always has an armed guard around him because he's because he's DJing. So it doesn't seem out of the ordinary. It makes sense. It's it it is weird to see somebody walk into the restroom with a suitcase, especially if he was just the DJ. Yeah, but you're going to a club with a bunch of drugs. You don't really pay attention to that kind of a thing, right? So then go into a fucking back office where it's private and it's well lit, and you can put all the things you're looking over oh, on a fucking desk. Yeah, but the DJ doesn't own the place. He's vital to the organization. No, he's not. He okay. He, he's 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 providing what it seems to be uh, counterfeit. Uh, import export documentation so that they can get these underage girls out for prostitution. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's an important job for, for the me, organization for the Yakuza. Honestly, honestly, to me, he doesn't look like that kind of guy. He just looks like a middleman, like a, like a courier at the most. Mm. The, uh, the 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 main Yakuza guy does at one point call him a middleman when he's killing him. Uh, this blade is so sharp it can cut anything whoosh, like a middleman. And that's when he dies. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Who cares? Oh. Uh, let's see. The uh, oh, the 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 cop. The, when the main cop guy with the um, hair tie or whatever, what do you call the headband? Uh, thing, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you call that thing. When he finally double crosses, it's it's weird. It, it felt very forced. Like he was playing this other character so well to the point where he's beating up people that are trying to uh, pick up an underage prostitute. He beats them up because he's like, it seems like he hates these people. And then we find out later, he's the one that's making this possible. It, it, it was a weird, he, he's helping these people that are finding these underage girls to turn them into prostitution, to export them to other places. He's helping that happen while still beating up the Johns that are trying to pick up these girls. It was very, and and, and, and that's why I think the churn that I was expecting didn't come because they, I think they were trying very hard to make it seem like, oh, yeah, we're going to hire this guy because you know for sure he's going to be the bad guy. But we're mm-hmm. going to make this guy that's wholesome seeming, uh, although his ways are a bit off the radar, off the, off, off the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's, he's weird, but you're not going to think he's a bad guy. Was that a, uh, an employee of Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, let's go with yes. Uh, there was <laughs> this is this is another interesting. This is a, a scene that should have angered me, but I was just laughing at it because it was, how stupid it was. Once the, uh, the the cops eventually start storming the uh, the slum area of Brazil and they're killing everybody that's on this list, uh, then they uh, get to the uh, the Yakuza people, and this one guy calls it in. Then the cops come up. This one is revealed to us that they're the bad guys. Uh, he ends up killing his own officer. Shoots him in the center of the forehead. He falls over dead. And then his partner comes up and he's checking his pulse. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant hole in his head. And he checks the pulse, looks at the guy. He didn't make it. That's basically what he was saying. Well, wait, yeah, wait, no wait. shit. Just be, well, maybe you could just be brain dead only. <laughs> it's such a dumb scene. Like, why? <laughs> There's a bullet in his head. 
You can see the hole. Checking the pulse. Uh, and, and, and the thing that got me the most is the fact that they both seemed like they were distraught about it. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's dead. The guy you just shot in the face. I'm so sorry. And even the guy that shot him was like, damn it. <laughs> we lost another man. Yes, the one that you shot in the face. It's so dumb. It's horrible, horrible acting all, all around. <sighs> I'm running out of things to complain here. I, I got two more things on my <laughs> list. Uh, I already mentioned the first time that the white guy isn't a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the last thing is during the final scene when he is in the hacienda and he's going around and he starts killing everybody. He he keeps the pistol almost the entire time. He's taking out guys with AKs. He's taking out guys with machine guns, semi-automatic, fully automatic, and he just he keeps the pistol, the same gun, not reloading. In, in any video game you ever play, you know if I'm taking guys out, I need to get their weapons. I need to at least take the ammo, if not the gun, so that I can continue with this. And then he gets to a point where, yeah, oh, shocking. You ran out of bullets. Yeah, dick. You passed up all the bullets on your way here. Yes, you're out of ammo. Of course you're out of ammo. You're, you're, you're so dumb. You're supposed to be a, a, a super soldier. We find out later that he's been this highly trained guy that now has inspired sequels for this movie somehow, which boggles my mind. <laughs> I, I, I like Michael White. He's, he's good at what he does, which is fighting, not acting. But fighting and yeah, fine. Give him movies, but this this was such a horrible setup. This was this was meant to be an origin story because even the name Falcon Rising, we don't see or hear Falcon until the very final scene where he drops the envelope. Falcon, that's your that was your old code name. We're going to keep that now. Or or did I miss a previous Falcon reference? It's it's possible. No, I no, no, that was it. Okay, so so, so dumb. <sighs> All right. I'm done. Okay. I, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, you're funny. So <laughs> give, me, give me some things that you enjoyed about it, Maestro, or do well, we I, talk about I, the murder? I went about this earlier. I mean, like, first of all, I didn't expect a twist. I thought I was expecting the, the, the what's, what was his name? The guy that you were thinking that was the bad guy that wasn't the bad guy? Uh, his name is Neil McDonough. Do- Dono. Yes. Danu, Danu. McDonough. Manny. He was but, Manny in this yeah. movie. Okay. So he, uh, I was expecting from the get-go to be the bad guy and never ended up happening. Because I right. didn't watch the preview of the war when I first watched it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is actually cool. And then uh, I did like the way jo- uh, Michael White actually does what he does mm-hmm. for his martial arts. Because it's very refreshing seeing that's his styles. Because um, this guy's really big. And his legs are probably like 40, 50 pounds at least each. Oh, my God. There was, there was one scene where he was laying down or something. And uh-huh. his leg looked massive uh-huh, like his uh-huh. kneecap didn't belong there like no, no it needs to be in a different place because there's, there's not enough leg that you're <laughs> there's too much leg yep. there for it to be one part <laughs> right can you imagine being kicked by one of those no <laughs> like, like okay, okay, okay remember at the nightclub where the guy's like in the front of the waiting the the, the oh the bouncer yeah yep, yep. yeah so he just turns around and just back kicks the guy in the head <laughs> i'm like oh that's gotta hurt <laughs> yeah and not to mention the in the, the the villa all those kicks he pulls off i think he like it throws with one of those kicks, he kicks a guy into the next room or at least outside of one of the rooms just yeah. with that kick. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And that is one thing I'll say about the fight sequences. They they seemed uh, as realistic as you can be in, the, in these kinds of scenes. 
they there's there's not a whole lot of he kicked the guy and he flew three blocks or just yeah. none of that kind of nonsense. Yeah. It was it was mostly based, I think, trying to be as realistic as possible. Most of the martial arts that he pulls in there are refreshing because he uses actual technique, not just like blah 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 punch block, punch block, punch block. And there's a lot of like techniques that he uses to knock people out or break them. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a little bit of like Steven Seagal but with a lot more uh, flair and awesomeness. <laughs> um so, but, and, okay, when you say a lot more, they can be just like point one more, and it's already better than Seagal. True, I, I true, can't, true. I, I cannot take anything any of his fight sequence seriously because the way that they're <laughs> cut, they make him look so dumb. Yeah, I, I do like his old, younger ones, the ones where he's a lot younger. They do, they were a lot better in the okay. fight sequences. Yeah, the <laughs> older ones, I don't, I just stopped watching. I'm like, yeah, but um, <laughs> the, the ones that, the, that I remember watching, and I, I think uh, we did one at least for spoilers back in the day. Where it's, it shows him doing the the beginning of a move and doesn't show the end of the move because then it cuts to his face and it's just like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, So I assumed he, he pulled off that kick he was going for. But maybe because he was getting too old, he couldn't actually pull it off. So they just keep cutting to his face. Uh, uh, uh. I got him. I got that one. Oh, I got that guy too. That, Believe me. My, fav- my favorite one of his is Marked for Dead. Okay. Th- Marked might, for th- Dead was th- a good one. I think that might be the one that we did for spoilers. Uh... I don't know. Uh, who cares? Uh, that one. <laughs> God damn it! All right. So, Cowboy, what, what are your? Do you have any scenes that you want to you want to pick apart, or is there scenes that you liked? So, I pretty much said exactly what I thought. <laughs> uh, mo- most of the action scenes, the fighting scenes, were really cool, and that's about the only thing I liked about it. You guys pretty much touched everything and everything that I thought of. All right. Fantastic. Uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I love the the fight scenes with the sword. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there's one scene where he was was fighting a guy, and he he uh, basically landed a kick while the guy was in like midair. Yes, yeah. and, like knocked him down to the ground. That was so freaking badass. I love that. That was the gu- that, that was stuntman awesome. in the villa that did that. That was my friend Johnny Yang. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That was that, that that was if I had to pick one uh, sequence, that was my favorite. Where the guy yeah. the guy came to kick him and he like kicked underneath him and got him in the chest and it, yeah, I was uh pretty cool. All right, so <clears throat> like I said at the top of the show, those were our opinions. We have lots of them, but zero credentials. So let's hear from people who actually have credentials. Let's go with the critics. So I'm going to give you two reviews from the critics and two reviews from the audience, good and bad. Your job is to guess the score based on Rotten Tomatoes of what the audience guessed it or rated the movie and what the critics rated the movie. It's an average score, if you're not familiar with Rotten Tomatoes, from 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, 85 and up is certified fresh. We're going to start with the audience. And we'll start with the bad reviews because okay. these were fun for me. Uh, this is from Reese D. I have watched a few Michael J. White films, and this isn't any different. Falcon Rising tells the tale tells the tale of a Marine who suffers from the predictable and seen-before trait of PTSD after herein. What? That might have been cut off. Hearing. Oh, after hearing. Okay, fine. Yep, so it's predictable. He's saying that, it was like Cowboy was saying, very predictable the entire time. 
This one is from Christian C. I suppose I got a little ahead of myself by wondering how a movie called Falcon Rising could be anything other than one of the greatest movies of all time. A lame, cliched story and terrible camera work waste the talents of Michael J. White, who, though he can barely act, makes a pretty badass action star. Also, what the hell was the tremendous, talented Neil McDonough doing in this movie? He must have owed somebody a huge favor. <laughs> I, I agree. As far as the acting goes, that guy was the best actor by far out of everybody in the entire movie. And uh, a little confusing why he was there. All right. Good reviews from the audience. It's from Ant M. I'm going to assume it's Ant Man. <laughs> uh, this is a crisp, beautiful, beautifully paced action flick that doesn't embarrass itself by trying to do too much. The action in this film puts it in the top five of my movies. Michael J. White is in a class of his own. All right, another one. This is uh, somebody that refused to put their name on Rotten Tomatoes for some reason. Can someone save this talent? He is by far now undisputed action hero. It's high time. He needs a big banners under his belt. What? You suck at grammar. It's one in a million. You get such vibe where everything is shit in the movie, and still we follow... We follow the hymn blindly to the end of it and say to ourselves, damn, what Michael J. White had done. What? God damn it. This person sucks at writing. What? Uh, I think they're meant to say, what has Michael J. White done wrong in his life? Ignored by so-called Hollywood will regret someday. This might be a... What? This might be a translation issue. <laughs> it's my request to Hollywood. Give him a break. He deserves. He meant to be a legend. It's got to be a translation thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, big fan of Michael J. White. <laughs> All right. So, based on those reviews, the audience score from 0 to 100, what do you think they rated this? Don't let me it's go your, first. It's your movie, Maester. <laughs> you got to go first. <laughs> I'm going to go with 48. All right. 48 from Maestro. Uh, Higher or lower? <laughs> Forty. That's almost right. Right down the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with my gut and just be like, "This movie sucks." So I'm gonna go forty. Forty. The audience rated this movie at forty-three. Cowboy oh, wow. gets it barely. Damn. So close. By two points. All right. Samsonite. Now the tomato meter. The top critics. Let's hear the reviews from them. Let's start with the good at this time. This is Sheila O'Malley from RogerNieper.com. A throwback to a 1980s action film with strong men at the center going up alone against an ambiguously evil foe. Falcon Rising is an entertaining film with a thrilling physical performance by Michael J. White. All right, this is Soren Anderson from the Seattle Times. It's a straightforward vengeance tale with no ambition than to entertain. That said... It has something. <laughs> All right. Not hugely glowing reviews, but they're positive nonetheless. Bad reviews. This is from Tom Long from Detroit News. Falcon Rising is filled with so many action flick cliches, it could serve as a text on how not to do things. All right. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Rappold from New York Times. Y.T. Parazzi's unmysterious screenplay drops cheesily clever one-liners on the way to a finish that suggests a bid for sequels 
though you're more likely to find those on late night cable than in theaters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that might have been the case. I don't, I don't know if these, because the other films, I think Mishra brought it up at the beginning. He wanted to do, I think, part two or three. And <laughs> looking it up, I don't think this came out in theaters. So let's go for the first one. <laughs> so those were the good and bad reviews from the top critics. What do you think their rating was for Rotten Tomatoes? Tomato meter. I would go for 35. I'm just going to stay with my 40. All right. Tomato meter is, I think this is the second week in a row in which the audience and the critics had the exact same score. Really? 43 as well. (laughs) So Cowboy gets them both. Cowboy wins both (laughs) showcases. All right. This one should be interesting. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film. We like their acting, and this movie could use an upgrade in acting quite a bit. But the rule is we need to take somebody out to put Paul Giamatti or Gary Oldman in the movie to make it a better film. What are you guys' thoughts? I I can't see Paul Giamatti or um, Gary Oldman doing the lead role in the action sequences and stuff. <laughs> so you, you got to leave white in there. Right. Yes. Um, ah, geez. Any I, old, really. <laughs> okay. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll give you my choices then. I think Paul Giamatti should be the sidekick cop to the, uh, the, the, the girl cop, the one that had the, cooler full of ice or the the soda and he came in i got the ice guys i got the ice okay okay <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a paul giamatti and gary oldman 100 percent should have been the main cop that became a bad guy they ended up getting stabbed in the heart with a crucifix because at least he could have portrayed the good and the bad and the churn would have been like oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay i see that yeah plus he didn't fight yeah, that but, uh, how how okay that would have made some scenes more palatable, mm-hmm. but I think you would um, had to replace you. You would have had to replace Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman with every other person except for White. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Giamatti play the the heroine. That'd be nice. Or get Gary Oldman as the Asian chick, the one who was a nurse and also counting the money. Mm-hmm. Well, they can change costumes. Yeah, sure. You know, they, they do it. <laughs> Make it a two man play. We got Michael J. White, and then we have <laughs> Paul Giamatti and uh, Gary Oldman. As every oh, other and that, that, yeah. the other actor that did the best acting in the movie. Oh, right, Neil. Yeah. No, he got, no, he got something going here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So four actors yeah. for the entire movie. But yeah. to, make, to make it even more fun, it's not only Giamatti <laughs> and Oldman that are playing multiple parts. All four of them are playing multiple parts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Michael J. White is also playing his own sister. <laughs> wait, wait. Now you're describing a Tyler Perry movie, aren't you? Uh, no. no uh, Eddie Murphy. I'll do it. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, Eddie, Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yes. Eddie Murphy, yeah. much Coming more talented. to America. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that he played the white guy. Yeah. The, the, the Jewish guy. Yes. That's yeah. fantastic. All right. Now it's time for trivia. This is the part of the show where I give, I give you guys a little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. There wasn't a whole lot here, so I'm going to give you everything that they had to offer me. It's mentioned in the film that Brazil has the largest Japanese population outside Japan. That is correct. There, there's an estimated 1.6 million people of Japanese descent in Brazil, which makes up around 1% of the population. All right. Interesting. 
All right, to add info regarding the attempted suicide scene at the beginning. The rounds put into the shot glasses are 9mm semi-automatic type rounds. Yes, the primers do show the ammo has already been used and failed to fire. Perhaps this was intended by the character in hopes the ammo might fire subsequent to a prior failed attempt or attempts. Uh, Michael J. White then loads two of the 9mm rounds into a Smith & Wesson Model 66 revolver. This revolver is a 357 Magnum caliber revolver, which would not work with 9mm ammo. Mm. I think this speaks to all of the uh, lapses in uh, continuity that we were talking about earlier. The people that were putting this together did not pay that much attention. They, They just thought... This bullet would look good inside of a shot glass. And this gun would look good underneath or in his mouth or underneath his chin. But they don't match up. They, you can't, they don't go together. But that's fine. They, they, they sucked at everything. Uh, the relocation used in the movie for the favela is not Rio de Janeiro. It's La Perla, which is a neighborhood from Puerto Rico. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, last one. This one's not so much trivia. It's just the fact uh, Michael J. White and Neil McDonough appeared in the TV series Arrow. Yeah, Neil was in Arrow. Uh, he was a amazing bad guy, and I, I think there it was one of those same kind of things where he thought he was good. Turns out, nope, real bad because he does that so well. And I'm not sure what Michael J. White was in Arrow. I, it may have come later, uh, or he may have been one of these Suicide Squad people. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we get a feel financially how it held up to its peers. The budget for this film, it is an estimated $4.5 million. Wow. What do you think this film grossed worldwide? U.S. and domestic... Wait, U.S. and foreign box office combined. What do you think this movie made? $4.5 million is the estimated budget. 3.5. Million? Two. Billion? Or million. You, million. Million, okay. <laughs> All right. Mishra, what did you say? Two million. 3.5 million dollars. <laughs> 3.5 and 2 million. All right. In the U.S., this gross, $12,000. <laughs> However, in the foreign box office, it grossed 256000 <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the total worldwide gross to $267,000. Make sure you got me. How are there sequels? How are there sequels to this movie? That's why they went straight to TV, right? Yes. No, <laughs> or, or TV they shouldn't or? have made anything else. This, they should have made this movie and like, oh, it sucked real bad. No more production on anything else. Somebody had money to blow? So, a, lot of, a lot of favors are being owed, I think. All right. This film debuted on September 5th, 2014 with $9,000. <laughs> oh, it made most of its movie on opening weekend and <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's so bad. This, uh, this film... Wait, how many how many theaters was it debuted in though? 
Oh, I just for, just to be funnier, I'm gonna say like two million. <laughs> but I'm wondering if oh, like I did it debut in like dollar theaters? I'm gonna say <laughs> right exactly. It was in nine thousand theaters that each charged a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right for 2014. Uh, this was the 648th oh, film. This is the lowest. Rank I, I I have to go through all of them. I think this is the lowest ranking film that we've ever that, that we've, we've ever had. Ever. That means there were six hundred and forty eight movies at least made in two thousand fourteen. Oh my god. You're telling me this was lower than um Master of Disguise? <laughs> turtle, turtle. Uh, no. turtle. Now, now you're triggering my PTSD uh, from having to watch that hey, movie. Hey, this, this was <laughs> – this did have a higher Rotten Tomato score than Master of Disguise. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure of it. All right. Master of Disguise was like one or two or something like that. It was really, really bad. It was, it was embarrassing. All right. So, so that was 2014, 648th highest grossing film. What do you think number one was for 2014? So you can remember that far back. Ooh. I'll give you a hint. It is a Marvel movie. Years. What is Iron Man 2? No. This is actually a very, Avengers. very good Marvel Deadpool? movie. Deadpool? No. no, he's not Marvel. Or... What? He's not a Marveler from the Avengers sequence. He is not part of that. Because he's still owned by Fox. I, it was a Marvel movie, though. No, I know. But, like, Fox owns Deadpool and X-Men. Mm. Marvel is owned by Mar- Marvel, the studios itself, the, the Avengers. That's the reason why you don't see a crossover. Oh, shit. Tomato meter for Master of Skies was 1%. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was down there. It was single digit. Yep. I knew that. Audience was at 33 because they're dumb. Yeah, 2014, right. that was so long ago. I don't even. Ooga chaka. Yeah, I think, chaka, I, I think ooga, 2014, ooga, I was drunk chaka. most of that year, really? so I can't remember really? a lot. Ooga chaka. Yeah. I can't stop this feeling from the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. okay, Guardians Deep of the Galaxy. inside of me. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy was number one that year and well-deserved. Fantastic I movie. am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> I, weirdly enough, I just watched that one, I think, uh, yesterday or two days ago. The first one again. Oh, my God. It still holds up. Still fantastic. Good good times. You All should right. watch the second one. I think it's on uh, HBO. Oh, with, uh, with, with Hollywood's Boy. Kurt Russell as Star Lord Senior. Okay, all right. Anyway, that was 2014's Falcon Rising, directed by Ernie Barbarush. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com/slash/spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, Spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and view the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us in the rankings. It gets us closer to being actually credentialed reviewers. If you leave us a review and also a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other movie. Next week, it is Hollywood's birthday pick. Ooh. So this is, you, this is the time of the year where he gets to pick 
all of us, we all have our birthday picks. We get to pick any movie for any reason at all. He has chosen from 1989. Solid, solid choice. Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson. Yes, it is the original Batman. No, it's not that one. Okay, not not Adam West. That's Adam West. (laughs) The original original theatrically released Batman. The first Batman that I saw. With the devil in the pale moonlight. Yes. A little song, a little dance. Batman's going to hit on the lance. (laughs) Just remember, all work and no play makes Jack. Good old boy. I think that's a different movie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not the shining example that we would want for this movie. Oh, you, 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 oh, uh, see what I did? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm Mishro. And I'm still tasting the rainbow. Rainbow.